all you know me. Disrespect us, feel great. We're pissed off. See in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. So how did that feel? Feel great. How did that feel? We're pissed off. So how did that feel? Feel great. Can't wait. Feel great. Can't wait. See in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. There you go. So welcome to Veterans Day day off here at Media Monks, but we relentlessly are working. Football doesn't take a break ever. So here we are recording this morning. Calm, you know, there's no work. It's all easy. So I think it's going to be a nice talk that I have with my expert resident, Vivian. How are you, Vivian? How's, how's life treating you this Monday, this Thursday morning? I'm doing well. I'm glad we have the day off, although it's a kind of a love-hate thing, you know, where it's like you lose a day and then you feel swamped, but at the same time, you get a day of rest, which is always nice. Yeah, we get a little break to uh, prepare for Sunday, the Thursday night football. Oh my gosh, my days are completely off. But um, you're waking up, I am watching the power rankings and you're still number one with 1,127 points. Um, many changes. Matt Garcia is getting there. Kyle Thomas. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Jonathan, I remember this guy. Shout out to you, man. You've been you've improved from two seasons ago where you were struggling. Now you're in second place. And lucky for me, I'm in third last place, so I'm not gonna get punished. It's William Liu and Navni Nam, which we suspect might have abandoned their team so watch out because punishments are coming <laughs> so um i see that you're doing great in your league uh league five you're seven two you're two three people fighting it out at seven two so that's pretty good smash mouth football and peaches and herbert all fighting for that first place with you vivian then in league one we had the fresh prince of hilaire going there number one I think everyone's still playing hard. Even Boomer at last place, still playing hard. So we appreciate people like that. Uh, League two, JT's legends are Jessica Tannis. She's leading. Wow. Media Gronks. Williams Gondershin, this guy. Now this guy's slacking, so we have an abandoner there. Then League three, 728 times 90. Shout out to League three. These guys, except for 728 times 90, who's leading it by seven by two. The rest of the league is either 5-4 or 3-6. So everyone's, a, and that's me including at 3-6. So everyone has a shot here to the playoffs. So keep fighting hard. Shout out to everyone there. Then League 4, we have everyone fighting hard. Even me, I'm, I'm, I'm in last place. So I'm still fighting. But I think I'm out there hooked on a Thielen. We got a little slack because she only scored like 45 points and yet won. Uh, but she's still fighting. First place, nice. Then we go again. League five, we talked about you and league league six. They're fighting hard and Matthew Garcia and um ah who's and uh who's big fan of Hills. Shoot, I forgot. <laughs> well okay. uh, Kevin, our Kevin Chen, of course. He's eight one. Look at Kevin Chen finally getting that coming to the expectations. So shout out to everyone there. Like we said, downtown criers. Uh, Jason was here a couple weeks ago. He's in the playoffs now at four and five. So it's pretty fun. We don't have that many slackers. I see just a couple. So that's pretty good, no? But um, let's just go quickly into Tom Brady's two. 
In League One, the Ravens and Butthead puts off Friday Night Gorgies, while Sunday Night King continues to try and climb the ranks with a win over I Am Ted Lasso. Looks like OBJ isn't just bad for the Browns. Kendall Beckham Jr. finished the week in a devastating 0.26 point loss to Sack Lunch. Fresh Prince of Hilaire pulls off 131.78 points during a low-scoring week to crush Christina's primo team and Robbie's remarkable team trips over laces out. And fantasy football avoids last place in a win over Boomer. League 2, Amboni had the edge over Carlito Bandito. JT's Legends has a legendary win over Janelle's Rat Pack. Sky Superchargers soared like the real Superchargers over Henry's expert team. Media Gronks triumphs over Nathan's nifty team. Whose House gets a touchdown win over touchdown monks. And William's Wondrous team feasts on digs in a blanket. In League 3, Murray's Bagel smears Oaxaca cheeseheads into a tasty matchup. Questionable gets a win over Gronk's girlfriend, while Los Diablos Guapos get the upset over Hurt So Good. More than a feeling crushed, oh, Saquon you see in a 49.18 blowout. 728 times 90 takes their second loss of the season to Mr. Hot Takes, and Alvin and the Monks advance over Get Swifty. In League 4, Gronk yourself leaps over Crossface Killa in the matchup and the rankings. Third string kickers blow out Rebeculous, 130 to 96.86. Pop block it and drop it, avoided falling to false gold, while Mayo's majestic team pulls a win over Los Diablos Guapos. Unlike Ken Rogers, Rogers in Jeopardy didn't look in Jeopardy against LA Cook J and hooked on the dealing edges out Team Drizzly Drake Rogers in a low scoring affair. In League 5, the Moose is loose. I'm thinking Arby takes the win over LFG, while Kevin's reasonable team reasons his way to victory against Sunday Night King. Metcaffeinated advances over SD football team, and Peaches and Herbert proves it's not time for a golly. And Smash Mouth Football beats Beats by Ray. While Tamika's tackle team takes an easy victory over Navy's notable team, which probably has abandoned by now. In League 6, Trey Area had a bye week. While Big Fan Hills crushes Francis' first rate team, Downtown Criers moves to playoff contention with a win over Marcel's matchless team. Below Average Leather whoops on Saquon UC, while Ed's fancy team didn't look so fancy after B Legendary. And Ashton's astounding team knocks Mike Will made it down a peg. So Vivian, this week seems to be a little slower, not as crazy as last week. How do you feel about it? How, what news do you have for us this week? Yeah, last week was crazy on the news front. This mm. week is definitely a little bit, uh, a little bit quieter. So. A bit of drama, like OBJ, but yeah. And there's we got still, a breaking news. Yes, there's still um, drama, a little bit of drama with OBJ. So he did clear waivers. Nobody picked him up. Um, <laughs> of course not. Over the weekend, which I'm sure he was happy about. Nice little birthday celebration for him. His birthday was on Friday, I believe. But what essentially went down was, you know, once he got released, his agent and his team were putting out content, um, basically saying that OBJ wants to go to a Super Bowl contender. Um, and if he didn't get picked up, 
off waivers by a Super Bowl contending team that he was quote unquote going to cause some problems. What's that? Um, which you know we already know the diva that OBJ is. That's why you know got booted out of New York and now mm-hmm. in Cleveland. And I think obviously a lot of obviously the the um, waiver priority the teams that are ahead are not good teams. If you're not a good team, you don't really want to spend the money to pick up somebody who is just going to mess up, you know, the the camaraderie in the locker room, especially if your team's already struggling, <laughs> like you don't want to deal with that on top of it. So he's officially cleared waivers and now OBJ's come out. So he's he's a free agent now um, for the first time and he is free to go wherever he wants to go. So there are three teams that he's come out and said that he wants to go to. One would be uh, Kansas City, obviously the Chiefs. Um, Green Bay is another one. And the third is the Saints. So that is those are the three teams where he is hoping to land. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Andy Reid, uh, when asked about whether or not he was going to pick up OBJ, said that that's too many letters for him like too many acronyms he's like I already got AB I don't need OBJ (laughs) (laughs) um so it from that comment sounds like the Chiefs will not pick him up um between the Packers and the Saints Packers so much drama there why would you get there there's also drama in that locker room but that would probably be a better landing spot for him considering like who the hell is the QB for the Saints you know um, and they're not really a pass-heavy team. Like, for fantasy value-wise, like, if he went to the Packers, it would be much better for anyone who owns OBJ because he would line up um, in the depth chart probably behind Devontae Adams. Um, if he went to the Saints, again, they're not really – There's, I don't even know who the Saints receivers are <laughs> at this point. Um yeah. and they're, you know, they're a very run-heavy offense, so he – probably won't get he'll be you know wide receiver one on that team but he probably won't get that much usage mm-hmm. is what yeah, I'm getting yeah that's right he wants to be wide receiver one with Devante Adams they would fight it would be a drama and Kansas City Tyreek Hill is already it's the wide receiver one so he can't also get that there uh Saints make the most sense but then again Saints you know this guy um their coach runs a very tight ship there, so I don't think he could put up with all his antics. We'll see. He might yeah. land with the Jets, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they want him. Um, but breaking news. Give us this breaking news. Uh, yes. So Sam Darnold was reported early this week to have had a fractured scapula. So obviously he's been playing like shit for weeks. And I guess like, I don't know what happened here. Like they did an x-ray, didn't see anything wrong. And it took them a while to figure out like, oh, he actually fractured his scapula. So he's headed to the IR. Um, PJ Walker is expected to start this weekend. But this morning reports, three sources said that Cam Newton was meeting with the Carolina Panthers who are now needy for a quarterback. And literally I saw this when I woke up like at 6 a.m. And three hours later, the two have agreed to terms. So Cam Newton 
It's officially Whoa. headed back to Carolina for $10 million for the rest of the season. $10 million for eight games to play. Wow. How do you feel about him? Because he used to be your boy. No, he was never my boy. <laughs> What do you mean? Well, he, he he was your boy back in the day, no? No. That's a rumor. Rumor has it. He was on my Kevin. no draft list. No, no. Eh. You're just ashamed of Cam Newton more. But, <laughs> uh, but I think it's funny, you know, reuniting with uh, Carolina. He was going to have a revenge game in two weeks then with his former coach, Ron Rivera. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be very fun and spicy if it happens. Uh, <laughs> Ron Rivera clearly thinks he's a, not a good quarterback anymore. But we'll see what drama happens there. Speaking of the What the F team, uh, kickers. Yeah. Um, Washington football team has officially signed Joey Slide to their 53-man roster. And they've officially waived Chris Blewett because um, he really – Blew it. Blew it. <laughs> is that his last name? Oh my god. Yeah, that's his real last name. I know we oh. like never talked about him, but yeah, <laughs> um, you know they. I don't know what what is happening at the Washington Football Team, but they let go of their original kicker. I think who was it? Hopkins, maybe. I don't, I don't know. even know, but you know, it, it was a weird move. Like he was an okay kicker, but I think they were just looking to make a change and just to show people like they were about business and they let him go. Then they signed this guy, Chris Blewett, um, who was even worse. Wow. Um, so he blew the starting job, and now they are bringing on Joey Sly. Uh, right. Uh, you can't go around in life with that last name. You got to change it, buddy. And they be Tony Brown coming back or not? Um, so AB was still rehabbing his ankle during the bye week. So a lot of people were saying that that there were that was a sign that he was still multiple weeks away. But as of this morning, he's officially seen out of the boot and at practice with a helmet today. So um, good sign, I guess. I think that if he plays on Sunday, he will probably be limited. Um, and then Bruce Arians says that it'll probably be two to three weeks away before Gronk is fully back to normal. But obviously, you know, as we know, the Bucks are not lacking um, offensive weapons and Tom Brady likes to spread up all around. So still good signs for, you know, Godwin and Evans and just that offense in general. I don't think you have to worry too much. Nope. And they're playing Washington football team. So, <laughs> uh, We got a kicker. Okay. Uh, then the Carolina, the Arizona Cardinals keep piling up injuries, right? Um, yes. So Chase Edmonds suffered a high ankle spring on the first play over the weekend. And generally these injuries take the players out four to six weeks. Now, as of this morning, he was still not at the open part of practice. So they haven't put him on the IR I expect him to go on the IR if it is indeed a high ankle sprain. Um, also absent during the practice today, Kyler Murray, who did not play last Sunday. D-Hop was out for practice today. Uh, Rondale Moore was out of practice. But AJ Green is officially off the COVID list and back at practice today. <laughs> uh, but these guys can win even with their secondary players. So, could have done that. 
speaking of COVID, then you have some COVID yeah. drama in Cleveland. Yeah, the entire um, Cleveland running back room has COVID, basically. <laughs> so Nick Chubb, John Kelly, and Demetric Felton tested positive on Monday. As of yesterday, these guys are still testing positive. All the players are vaccinated, so it's still you know, today's Thursday, so they have to test negative tomorrow and test negative on Saturday in order to play on Sunday, but it's looking less and less likely. Um, Kareem Hunt is eligible to come off the IR this week, but the Browns have said that they will actually not activate him for Sunday, so um, you can definitely fire up your Dearness Johnson because it looks like he's like the only one left on the death chart in terms of running backs on this very run-heavy team. Which I dropped him that morning, and then this COVID news came out like a few hours later, and I was so pissed off. Anyways, <laughs> he's gone. Colin has him now, so gosh. All right, keep going. Let's keep going. Um, Curtis Samuel was not at practice today. He's apparently meeting with doctors about his groin. Um, it looks like Damian Harris was also missing at practice today. Um, Kamara looks like he has a mild knee sprain. I, I think they haven't said that he is going to be out for Sunday. I think that's something that you monitor, but this is to be expected. You know, we just talked about the Saints being a run heavy team and Kamara is basically the entire offense. So when you're carrying the whole team on your back for a full season, like you're going to have a breakdown. Like it's a good thing they brought back Ingram, but they really need to start splitting his carries. And maybe you'll see that on Sunday if he does indeed play. Um, they might split that backfield a little bit more evenly. So pick up uh, middle. Oh, I forgot Ingram, right? Pick him up if he's yeah. out there. I don't think he is. He's probably not on waivers. I feel like <laughs> after the um, signing news, I saw him get picked up in multiple yeah. leagues. Um, James Robinson is expected to play this week, and he was at he is at practice today. Um, Chris Carson returned to practice on Wednesday. Pete Carroll says whether or not he will play this Sunday's game depends on how he feels today and tomorrow. So something to monitor if you're a Carson owner and obviously if you own Alex Collins. Um, the Jets are going to be starting Mike White this yeah. weekend. He will take the field against the Bills. It looks like Zach Wilson still needs another week to, to get healthier. Who cares about Zach Wilson? Um, Carson Wentz's wife is pregnant and is apparently due on Sunday. And he said he told her that he's playing in Sunday's game against Jacksonville, um, mm -hmm. even if she goes into labor. So that is kind of funny. I do believe they are the early slate, though. So maybe she can hold out until oh, after the morning game is over. Um, and drama then there. family drama. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's keep going. Then um, Russell Wilson was officially cleared by his doctor who um, did the finger surgery for him back in October. He is cleared to play on Sunday wow. for, against Green Bay. So now this will be a good matchup because Aaron Rodgers should also clear to play this Sunday as well. Oh, yeah. That's true. We're going to have a matchup without 
quarterbacks, and now we have a matchup. Yeah, but before it was just like the matchup. It was like back edge was like okay, nobody cares. Uh, yeah. You know, Smith versus Jordan Love. Like that sounds like a terrible game, but looks like we got ourselves a ball game amidst nice. all of the Aaron Rodgers drama. I don't know if you caught the uh, the Pat McAfee interview at the tail end of the week. I know we were kind of talking about it in the chat, but it's kind of ridiculous, and it. The whole situation is, like, crazy. Like, he went on the Pat McAfee show, and obviously the two are buds. They always do Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. So, Pat McAfee, one, he wants the content, but two, also to give his buddy a little forum. But Aaron Rodgers is officially Karen Rodgers um, mm-hmm. and was talking about, you know, the. it was very wishy-washy. He talked about how he didn't get the vaccine because he's, like, allergic to one of the ingredients, which I forget – exactly what it is but it's actually a very common ingredient that's found in like band-aids and like a lot of oh, really? items yeah and then but then he switched over like if he had left it like that i think it would have been fine like oh i'm allergic whatever um but then he keeps going and he says uh also i like i want to have kids someday like i don't know like <laughs> uh, and, yeah it's like what it's basically everything you would hear from all the anti-vaxxer um, conspiracy theorists. And he goes on, you know, he says his team has done extensive research and he's gotten outside treatment that's made him immune to COVID. Um, you know, he's like, it's like 500 pages of research. And then they said, you know, can you share the research? And he said, no, it's just a, it's just a hot yeah. mess. Um and then there was drama over the weekend because there was a picture taken of, I guess, a guy who looked like Aaron Rodgers. So people thought oh, he was yeah. quarantine protocols. And then his fiance, Shailene Woodley, came out and said, no, like, that's not Aaron Rodgers. It's just, the whole thing is just like a hot mess. And Aaron Rodgers is reportedly very angry that the public has lashed out against him for being an anti-vaxxer. He's very upset. Um, the NFL has fined the Green Bay Packers $300,000 for Rodgers breaking protocol. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Rodgers himself was fined like $14,000, which, yeah, like that will show him, you know. Mm. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is really hurting without that $14,000. Yeah, that's pretty much two minutes of, of playing time for him. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. Well, then he excused himself. Now the other Pat McAfee show, he just kind of like tried to backtrack a little bit on it. Uh, at, at this stage, whatever, Rogers, we don't care. Just play football. That's all. <laughs> Do your thing and see if you can win something. But yeah, there's too much going on out there. Uh, so, anyways, he's gonna play on Sunday. Uh, but let's see. Um, let's go quickly on week nine. What we saw. Week nine. I feel like this is another bad week of football. Ooh, um, like, like, there was like, a lot like, of random like upsets, but also just like say. shitty games. Yeah, like uh, what is it called? Uh, Halloween, uh, you know, kept going for that next week because it was yeah, it was the upset week. Yeah, Thursday night's game was actually kind of interesting. Um, so we saw the Jets play the Colts. Final score thirty forty five. Um, so Jets kept it close there. Until uh, Mike White got <laughs> taken out, also. Oh yeah. But uh, Michael Pittman is 
balling out. He's currently yeah. number the number seven receiver, wide receiver overall on the year. I think wow. Jonathan Taylor easily top five right now, especially with like all the running backs getting hurt. And watching this game, like, you know, I talked a little bit about the Colts defense. They have been really solid um, throughout this year. At the least, your floor is like five points, which is, I think, what they got out of this game. I think people were expecting much better since they were playing the Jets. But watching this game, they seem to have played really conservative when they had a big lead heading into the third quarter. So then the Jets scored on them with a third-string quarterback. But overall, I think they are still a a solid defense. Like I have them, I think, in all of my leagues. Probably gonna hold them throughout through their bye. Um, but yeah, they look. There's mm-hmm. the Colts are looking looking much better. Um, in terms of the Jets, Elijah Moore looked actually really good against you know the Colts defense. I think with Mike White at the helm. So since Mike White is expected to play on Sunday, you can probably play your Elijah Moore. And I predicted the 40 burger. So I just want to shout that out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the Raiders Giants. Uh, uh, yes. Raiders Giants. This was a bad okay. game for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, well. Carl looked really bad. Um, honestly, both quarterbacks look bad, both Carr and Daniel Jones. The final score is 16-23 Giants. Um, Carr is getting a lot of pressure. The O-line was falling apart. Renfro was Carr's first look every time he got any bit of pressure. Um, not a lot of targets for Waller. He dropped a t- mm-hmm. touchdown on a, a slant early in the game, and then Carr just kept missing him over and over after that. It you know, I feel like Car- both Carr and Daniel Jones, like, they're quarterbacks that, like, they're consistent. They show flashes of greatness, and you start thinking, like, oh, are they are they really good? And then they'll have a game like this. You're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and that's when and that's when usually people start in their fantasy football team. So, yeah. Yeah, because you buy into it. You know, you keep your eye on these guys, and you watch them for a few weeks. You're like, actually, they might be good. And then <laughs> the week that you start them is when they are a dud. But, like, Kadarius Tony, like, you know, he's had a few good weeks, but this game, Daniel Jones was not looking at him at all. Um, I saw in a few of my leagues, he was dropped after this weekend. But I think uh, Booker carried the load for the Giants in this game. But I think in general, Jason Garrett and this Giants O line just holds their offense back. Like, they're lucky that the Raiders played atrociously. <laughs> to get pull off the win for this game but in general both teams did not play well at all yeah okay and another Uh, weird game falcons Saints. yeah this one was weird um falcons pulled off the win 27 25 uh with a field goal at the end there um matt ryan looks like he was competing hard the whole game 28 points in fantasy wow yeah Cordero Patterson, you know, like I said last week, that is the entire offense right now, especially without Calvin Ridley. Amazing um, guy. Kyle Pitt didn't really do as much as you would like him to for this I game. Know. On the other side of the the ball, you know, we thought Taysom Hill was going to be starting. They ended up starting Trevor Simeon because I think they wanted to use Hill um, in his, you know, tight end, tight end role. But Simeon didn't really play that badly. It just, 
nobody can catch on the Saints. They, we just talked about it. I'm like, who are the Saints receivers? I don't know. They can't catch a ball. They, it would literally, the ball would hit the receiver in the hands and they would just like <laughs> drop it. Um, so if, like we said, if OBJ did go to the Saints, like obviously wide receiver one, like straight off the bat, um, it just, you have to wait and see who is going to be throwing him the ball. <laughs> now they need a quarterback. Yeah. They need everything. They need everything except for a running back. Yeah. Ooh, and then this game was the opposite of the week. This was Bale's so strange. Tower. Yeah. It was the battle of the Josh Allens. Um, yeah. So for the first time, I'm pretty sure this is the first time in NFL history that um, a defensive player sacked intercepted and recovered a fumble from a quarterback with the same names which kind of surprises me because you know we have guys like alex smith i feel like alex smith is a pretty common name you would think that that would happen already um but yeah josh allen sacked intercepted and recovered a fumble from josh allen so in the battle of josh allen's i guess we now know who was the better josh allen but overall the bills o-line did not look good in this game um they're kind of in this the Bills as a whole, you know, I feel like they haven't been playing up to the same caliber they have last year, but they are kind of in the same situation as the Chiefs where everybody's playing cover two and basically daring them to run the ball because other teams know that neither one of these teams are good at running the ball. So, again, like, they're not, they haven't been playing up to the standards that they played in last year. I think the reason that people don't notice this as much, obviously given the Chiefs legacy and, you know, how many weapons they have in their offense, people are talking about the, the Chiefs more, but the Bills, I don't know. They're, they're starting to struggle there, but I think this game was a fluke. I don't hmm expect him to play this poorly again but i guess we'll have to see well the bills the, the dolphins almost like had the bills pinned down for three quarters so the teams are figuring out all these schemes and again they gotta evolve mm-hmm. and running the ball is always you know the basics of football so you gotta get back to it you can't throw all the time because <laughs> they'll figure you out and then another upset which i called the browns take down the Bengals and bad this was like the Bengals just came out from beating the crap out of the Ravens and then they put this egg and then the Browns beat the crap out of the Bengals yeah the Bengals defense seems to have reverted back to their (laughs) half selves their former selves like they were getting run all over they were getting killed by the short stuff um Joe Mixon did great but yeah as a whole really really bad game for the Bengals really good game for the Browns you know why because OBJ was not on the team more toxic culture there it's so it's not even a a question anymore like whether or not like OBJ not having OBJ is better for the Browns it's very very clear um just so you get a sense Baker without OBJ 41 touchdowns 17 interceptions 15 and 11 with OBJ <laughs> got 42 touchdowns, 29 interceptions and 13, 15. Uh, and yes. this was the fifth game where Baker had over a 130 passer rating in his career. Four out of five of these games 
OBJ was not there. And the fifth one, OBJ suited up but did not play. <laughs> yeah. So but now that he's gone, much better. A much better environment. No, like he's breathing fresh air, like he can be himself again. He's not pressured yeah. or bullied. Yeah, the Browns are good at spreading the ball around. Um, they're running the offense through Nick Chubb, who went 16 for 163 and two touchdowns. Um, so they're looking to make a comeback now, now that they got the the parasite off their out of the locker room. <laughs> All right. And the, this team is looking good. The Patriots, surprisingly. Well, not surprisingly, but I think they're looking better than expected, no? Yeah, I think so. So final score, 24-6. I think, again, the Panthers, now that we know. The Panthers I, suck. I don't, I, I don't know whether to give him, like, the fractured scapula or not. But, like, Sam Darnold and the O-line is so goddamn awful. And <laughs> we talked about it a few weeks ago, like, how badly Darnold is hurting the value of Gigi Moore. He's now somehow hurting the value of CMC. <laughs> it, it, it's nuts. Um, oh, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see Sunday's game with PJ Walker starting, but it also we'll have to wait and see um, when they decide to activate Cam and see if he can revive this offense because the Panthers look so bad, so bad. Now I'm not a big Cam guy, but I would like him to play with the Panthers again. That's gonna be fun. I mean, if he can be a little bit of himself, no? <laughs> yeah. All right, and then ooh, another the Broncos. What the heck with a uh, Terry Terry Bridgewater? I'm telling you, this is like a crazy team. I think Vegas made what the all heck? their money back this weekend. <laughs> like all the money they lost so far in the season, they probably made it all back this weekend. Um, yeah, Broncos beat the Cowboys thirty to sixteen in their uh, home. Crazy, but fun fact: the Cowboys have not beat the Broncos since nineteen ninety five. Oh, that's a fun fact. Wow. Really? Isn't that crazy? Okay. I guess that's their boogaboo. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, the Cowboys oh. just did not look like the Cowboys. It was very much a down game for them. Um, In terms of the Broncos, I think Cortland Sutton's value is gone way down with Jerry Judy back. Um, In the three games with Judy – he has scored a total of 12.3 fantasy points. Meanwhile, six games without Judy, he's averaging 16.9 points per game. Mm-hmm. So unfortunate if you're a Sutton owner, um, probably droppable <laughs> at this point. What you're looking at, like 17 points over six games, is like barely a little over two points a game. I, I don't think you can start your Suttons. Cortland Sutton's while Judy is activated. Yeah, that's true. And well, Vikings. Oh, the the anti-vaxxer purple ball delivered. And the Ravens again were looking bad, but at the end, Lamar is doing Lamar stuff and getting his team through. No. Yeah, this was a fun game. You know, we expected it to hit the over, which it did. Um Lamar looked like Lamar Jackson old. He had 266 passing yards, three wow. touchdowns, 120 wow. uh, rushing yards. So, as a whole, the Ravens look good. The Vi- the Vikings were good at keeping it close. 
they seem like a you know honestly like the vikings they're a talented team but i just feel like the play calling that they do is like too conservative mm-hmm. um cuz they definitely play up to the level of their com- opponents when they're playing a good team but then they i don't know like it's it's like they 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 keep it close, but they don't really do enough to win games. Well, that's what happens when you have a very very average quarterback at Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's just passable, but again, he won't get you over the hump. Like you need a superstar quarterback there. Yeah, it's not so dorky, but yeah. Um. Then we have Texans playing the Dolphins. I don't think anybody watched this game. <laughs> nope. I don't <laughs> even know what happened. But Dolphins won 29-27. It seems really close. The game did hit the over, so I guess it was kind of exciting. Um, Miles Gaskin, he played a season high of 72% of snaps with 20 carries. 20 carries. Uh, He only averaged 1.7 yards per carry in this game. Like, 20 touches, and he ran, like, 34 yards or something. Atrocious. yeah, I don't think we need to talk anymore about either one of these teams. They both suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Watch how next week they come out uh, balling because we just said that. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, um, then we had a good game. Um, Chargers yeah. played the Eagles. Final score, 27-24. The Chargers took it. Justin Herbert was going off for this game. He is I now tied with Russ. Uh, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray for six career games with multiple passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in a player's uh, first two seasons. So uh, he completed 34 out of 38 pass attempts, 356 air yards, and three touchdowns. Such a good game um, if you have inserted Justin Herbert. Um, yeah, that is a good matchup. The Chargers, though, I think just, like, they're so inconsistent. They've been really inconsistent this year. You know, Herbert had um, a game earlier in the season where he also went off, but then had a couple of down weeks the last few weeks. Um, We'll have to keep an eye on whether or not they can kind of get their shit together (laughs) before before the end of the season. But the Eagles, as usual, are the Eagles. They'll get you garbage time points. Um, If you own the Eagles players, you just – don't look at the score until the game is over, basically. <laughs> yep, I've learned my lesson. And that was Jalen Hurts, you know, doing good stuff. And then we had the other. I was excited about Jordan Love. I played, you know, the, I had my league playing both Jalen Hurts versus Jordan Love. And the only thing I found out from Packers is that Jordan Love sucks so bad. I know. You like how that's like my only note for the game. <laughs> it's yep. like, Jordan Love sucks. He just sucks. Let's go to the next game. Or unless you want to see something here. I think he just isn't ready um, this game. The no, he's team- been ready. He's been training for a year and a half. He's not even a rookie. And he was so confident. Oh, I know everything. I know this is my time. And then he just lays an egg. It was embarrassing. Yeah. This game is such a dud, like 7-13. I think if Aaron Rodgers had played, like, oh, Packers totally. easily win this game. The Packers defense is way... Way more legit than past years. Um, and Kansas City just still looks as average as they have this whole season. Um, one thing that was kind of interesting that I noticed, because I had to pick up a streamer, A.J. Dillon is 
playing more and more each week. So something to keep an eye on. Looks like he's getting more snaps and usage. I think probably to give Aaron Jones a break since all the other uh, RB1's legs are falling off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just something to keep an eye on to see if he continues to take a bigger role. I don't think it hurts you if you have Aaron Jones, but um, he could be a solid you know, RB2 or flex starter for you for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And then you were present for this game at Levi's Stadium, correct? Yeah, this was such a shit game. Oh, my God. How did it feel from the standing from the stands? Honestly, everyone was so frustrated. All the penalties that we kept getting on third down, there was no hurry up offense. Like every, it felt like the team was moving so slow. Play mm-hmm. calling was terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, like bringing a bringing out the punt team on fourth down, like fucking oh, kick yeah. a field goal. Like it was just, it was like, what are we doing? What are we? Yeah, doing? he was so conservative. He went back and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just reverting this game. It's, there was yeah, team. there was no sense of urgency like at all. <laughs> it was just kind of like, and defense was so so bad. They made Colt McCoy look like Kyler Murray, like that whole freaking McCoy. It's it's crazy. James oh. Conner had himself a day, you know, and he'll probably be RB1, you know, with Chase Edmonds out. Like, James Conner, yeah. 26 for Balling. 173, three touchdowns. It was – I swear I spent more time just, like, eating food than, like, watching probably. the game because it was so painful to watch. It was just like, what what are we doing? Um, this, it was it was just bad. And it sucks because, you know, Trey Lance is hurt. This is like a game where it's like, all right, we're not going to lose this game. We're getting blown out. Might as well get, you know, your rookie QB some reps so that he can get some on-field practice. But we couldn't. And it was just kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. But George Kittle looked good in his first game back. Yeah, that guy will always do his thing. He fumbled the ball, though, but yeah, he, he was good. He was good. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the, the 49ers haven't won at Levi Stadium, apparently. So uh, this curse going on, like I said, ever since they moved out of the real San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only similar thing between uh, Kyler Murray and Cole McCoy is their size. They're both little guys and they still ball out. And one is white and one is black. That's all. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Did you watch? Did you make it to watch the game, the Sunday night football game, or you? Um, we did. We well, we were oh. watching it in the car on the way home. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, Titans Rams game final score twenty eight sixteen. Titans. Another the Rams played so so poorly, and the, again, like it's such a weird. What's going weird on? Game. The Rams well, the Titans played, look like know, Titans. Titans look like Titans. Um, like, yeah, like real man Titans. I think we talked about last week, like, this is a game where you wanted to keep an eye on Peterson and, and, and Nichols. I don't think we know enough to write off either one of them just yet, though I did notice that Peterson got more carries and more uh, red zone usage, which leading up to the week, there was a lot of hype around Peterson, but we've all bought into that, you know, like when Josh Gordon got signed to the Chiefs and they were like, yeah, he looks great. We're going to use him so much. Um, there was a lot of that this week about Adrian Peterson. It was kind of like, ah, but will you? But it, I mean, it looks like they have a lot of trust in him. So I think you still have to kind of wait and see unless you're needy for a running back start. You will probably play him, but I, it's hard to say what that um, 
backfield will look like currently. But AJ Brown, great. Uh, yep. Titans as a whole just played really well, and Maybe, the Rams yeah. just played really, really. They poorly. smashed them. Yeah, they just rammed them. The Titans look scary. Like if if this is a real game and the Rams were doing their best, and this is the Titans, man, these guys are big, strong, nasty. They just blow, blow through anything. Amazing. And then. So, yeah, I'm happy for that team. And then Monday night didn't turn out to be a bad game. It was fun. Uh, the Bears are watchable now with Justin Fields, no? What do you think? Justin Fields looked good. If I was a Bears fan, yeah. I'd be so mad. Uh, like, oh, the penalties. Oh, yeah. oh. Like, the refs? Oh, like, <laughs> did the Steelers pay off the refs? Like, what the hell? They like, stealed. Yeah. Yeah, it it was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, no, Justin Fields looked good. He looked athletic out there. Big Ben still looks atrocious. Um, he just has um, good weapons. David Montgomery came back for this game, uh-huh. and um, he, he was activated right before. And right before the game, they said that, you know, Montgomery's back. He's going to be the RB1. And that was true. He he had himself a game. Um Allen Robinson is still like faded in the back. I don't know what happened to that guy. He used to be quarterback proof and now he's not. (laughs) Time to change sides into Mooney. But yeah, the refs, the refs destroyed the Bears. uh, That was a steal. And uh, what the heck with the, I don't know. And the Bears could have won, but they scored too fast. And then the Steelers had still one minute and 30 to make it back. And that also made me lose my football game because then Deontay Johnson got that catch that I didn't want to happen. And now I'm 2-7 in League 4. Thank you. Thank you. I will say, um, Pat Fryermuth. Oh. Um, probably okay. a waiver wire pickup of the week. Oh, no, he's I gone. Actually, yeah, he's gone. I actually picked him up on Sunday, I think. because oh, you Knox was, Yeah, I have Dawson Knox. So you just started it. questionable leading to the game. And then... Um, they officially declared him out. And I was like, all right, who do we got? Um, hoping to pick up either Jan Arno and Firemuth. And Firemuth won me my my matchup. Um, <laughs> I think I won by just like a little bit. So waiver wire pickup of the week. He's getting a lot more usage. Um, it doesn't really seem like a fluke. This is probably his, I think this is his third week um, with really good games. So if you need a tight end and he's still out there, I, I would snatch him up. Totally. He's, he's the other rookie a tight end, and he's already beating Kyle Pitts and by a lot. So that was a steal from the Steelers. But uh, the Steelers just get all these lucky breaks, whatever. Ah, Let's look ahead into week 10. So tonight we have Ravens, Dolphins, which looks like a blowout, but these Ravens, like, just let anyone play. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So tonight, uh, Ravens are favored here. It's seven half points spread over under 46 and a half. I do you think you can take the Ravens? I do think they'll cover the spread. Um, I feel like it, I, I'm not like really excited about the matchup tonight, obviously. Um I, I am because it's Lamar Jackson, but yeah. I yeah, we just talked about the Dolphins' offense. Like, if Miles Gaskin is the one carrying your team. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, to tell you. 
Um, I think. Let's see. Baltimore. I'll probably release this tomorrow, so by then I'll do a little recap in the morning just to be quick so we don't turn out like. <laughs> Baltimore does have um, one of the worst passing defenses, though, so maybe yeah. Jalen Waddle will do something. But then um, they don't have Tua, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Gesicki will probably be decent. I think he's another piece of that Dolphins offense that actually does something. Um, but let's go into Sunday's slate. So we have Saints playing the Titans. The Titans are favored. It's a three-point spread over under 44 and a half. I feel like the spread should be bigger. Yeah. Coming off of know. the win that the Titans just had against the Rams and looking the way they do. Um, so I would take the Titans here. But I think three is fine. Yeah, they both play old school football, smash mouth. Like they're just big guys hitting each other. So it should be a nice clash of Titans. Yeah. Okay. Then we have uh, Bills, Jets. Bills are favorite uh, here. It's a 12 point spread over under 47 uh, and a half. Trap so game for the Bills. I feel like it's a trap game too, um, especially with them playing the way they did. I, I would take the Bills still. But I wouldn't take the spread. The <laughs> Bills just lost like 12? to the freaking what are Jaguars? Come on, yeah, like twelve points. Like that seems like a lot with the way that they're playing right now. Like to win by twelve, I don't, I don't know if they'll do it. Uh-uh. And the Jets are starting their superstar Mike White. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lions are playing the Steelers. Nine mm. point spread over under forty two and a half. Mm-hmm. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. I think the Steelers take this guy. The Lions, the Lions are. Just I think the Steelers take it too. Although I wouldn't take the spread on this. Lions are coming off of a bye, so maybe a good week's rest is what they really, really needed. They still really <laughs> want the Lions to win at some point this year. We want them to win something, but it's just the worst <laughs> team in the league right now. They're even worse than the Jaguars. Yeah. Who would win, a Jaguar or a Lion? We gotta check that out. But anyways, let's keep going. I think a jaguar. Yeah, they're big. No, a lion. They're, they're like um, more agile. No. Uh, you'll have to Google it and then tell us next. Yeah, week. we already know that the Bengals, a Bengal, would be a lion in real yeah, life. We know that. And in football life. <laughs> um, speaking of jaguars, they're playing the Colts. Um, Colts are favored here. It's a ten and a half point spread over under forty seven and a half. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts here. These are, like, not fun games. A lot of blowouts expected this week. Well, you never know. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, like last Sunday. But then we have Bucks playing Washington football team. Bucks are favored. It's a nine-and-a-half point spread over under 51-and-a-half. Seems really high for the over and under. But I, I think Bucks take this pretty yeah. easily against the Washington football team. Um, but, probably hit the under. But this is a revenge game. Remember last year in the playoffs, the Washington football team almost took down the Bucks with Heineke. And uh, so, I don't know. It could be closer. Yeah. Um, Browns are playing the Ooh, Patriots. This is good. The Patriots are favored here. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, minus two and a half, over under 45 and a half. I'm going to take the Browns on this. I'm kind of surprised by this this line unless it's wrong i feel the patriots win do you without i'm gonna take the patriots here yeah 
they're just really well coached and they're playing great defense and their offensive line is just anyone can run in that defense offensive line so i don't know we'll see it's gonna be a great game yeah uh, then we have uh falcons playing the cowboys <clears throat> in dallas dallas favored nine nine point spread over under 54 and a half i think this game will be fun good falcons are getting good if you look at who would make it to the playoffs right now the falcons are in so, the falcons are uh, fighting for it i think yeah. you know matt ryan matty ice is probably retiring soon so he's like you know let's just Let's just go all out. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. And the Cowboys just came out from a huge upset. We'll see. Um, Panthers playing the Cardinals. Cardinals are favored here. Oh. Ten and a half point spread. Over under 44. Uh, I think you can pick take the Cardinals. Panthers suck. <laughs> Cardinals, know. even without Kyler Murray, Chase, Chase Edmonds. Apparently, Colt McCoy and James Conner are the real deal. Mm-hmm. That's all they need. Um, Vikings defense. are playing the Chargers. Chargers are favored here. It's a three-point spread over under fifty-three. I think this, if the Chargers play the way they played last week, when they are the offense is on and clicking, um, I think this will be a shootout for sure. I will actually take the the Vikings on this one. Wow. I, just, I don't know. It kind of feels like a trap. Chargers <laughs> defense is not good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, by three. All right, sounds fair. I'll take the Chargers, though. Uh, um, Seahawks playing the Packers. So Packers are still favored here. It's a three-point spread over under 49 and a half. Um, this will be an interesting game now with both mm-hmm. Russ and Aaron Rodgers back at the helms. Seahawks desperately need a win, so they're going to fight hard. But we'll see. Yeah, I, w- I would be curious to see if any of the Aaron Rodgers dramas affects how they play this weekend. <laughs> we'll see, but he's, he feels more relaxed now that Jordan Love sucks. He doesn't feel that pressure. So he's like, eh, <laughs> I need to prove myself. Uh, imagine if Jordan Love was, like, amazing. Like, that's just... That's what I was expecting. Uh, um, Eagles are playing the Broncos. The Broncos are favored to two and a half point spread over under 45 and a half. Um, it's an interesting game. I don't probably won't watch it to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch I'll take, it and I'll report back. I'll take the Eagles on this one. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what then, the Broncos do. Sunday night football, we have Chiefs playing in Las Vegas. Chiefs are favored here. It's a two and a half point spread over under 51 and a half. So, is this a good game or a bad game? I can't decide. I can't decide either. Raiders obviously had a terrible game this past week against the Giants, which we already talked about. Chiefs are still playing pretty average. If the Raiders defense can play the way they had been leading up to this past week, which is a very average defense, then I think they have a chance against the Chiefs. They're playing like for yeah for like top of the division kind of at least second place so that's interesting. I'm uh, yeah still gonna be a fun game you know, for sure. Yeah. Um. Then Monday oh. night football, the Rams are playing the Niners at Levi. Rams are favored here. It's a four point spread over under forty nine. Um. It's an interesting uh, spread. It seems very very close considering how poorly the Niners have been playing. But then the Rams just got had, so 
Oh, it's a good game. It's a fun game. Rivalry game. It will hopefully be a fun game, but I don't really. I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. The 49ers are looking bad. I know you're not supposed to bet against your own team, but I picked the Cardinals last week, and that was before we found out Kyler (laughs) (laughs) was out and, you know, D-Hop was out, and I was still right. So, (laughs) Well, it's not your fault. They did it to themselves. Yeah. Okay, that concludes our week 10. Uh, Thank you for all all your notes, uh, all your insight. I think we had a solid podcast. So um, tomorrow we'll release it and start setting up your lineups. Uh, Thank you for all people fighting hard, even those at 2-7. Again, your slackers are going to be banned next year. So try to do something before you get blackballed, just like... uh, just like uh, that quarterback from 49ers. I forgot his name. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, I'm going to have to edit this welcome out. But, but thank you. And we'll see you next week. We are out. Like, I don't even know who's out this week. Like all the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks, we are out. See you next week. There you go. I kind of goofed up my outro.